Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Happy Friday. My friend Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik and Debbie Lazaga. TGGKB is producing the show this afternoon. <laughs> Adam Roberts is no in there, No one's going to get that, John. No, they're not. We may explain eventually, or we may not, right, Sandy? We need to, to be determined. Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. What are the stories we're tracking today? This is the three. At three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I've never quite seen you make that face before. When I asked you, should we tell people what that's all about? Nicknames, you know, sometimes are earned and should uh-huh. just, uh, yeah. Stay on the down low. Keep ribbing that person. What's the first story we're tracking today? Two Madison women are facing possible domestic terrorism charges in Georgia after they allegedly participated in a violent protest targeting a planned police training center. This could be a big deal. Grace Martin is 22. Kaylee Meisner is 19 years old. They could face 35 years in prison after officials say they attacked an Atlanta Public Safety Training Center, which is located in the woods. They are wearing black masks, allegedly, and throwing flaming bottles and rocks at police. They shined lasers in police officers' faces, used tires and debris to block a road. They were eventually arrested. No one was hurt. They were both booked into the jail. They've now been released, and a grand jury needs to decide if they will face formal charges, but that is likely, according to experts. And at least one of them, Martin, has returned to Wisconsin. Kind of a crazy story. All right, what's next? Happy National Beer Day. And on this National Beer Day, we find out the Brewers fans might notice a change taking place when it comes to beer sales at the ballpark. Yeah, that's right. So they used to cut off beer sales after the seventh inning. Now they're doing it after the eighth inning. Because they want people to still have a decent amount of time to drink beer because the games are going so fast that they've decided to extend it to another inning so that people can now drink through the eighth inning. Brewers say they will monitor this. They will make sure that people are still responsible and are able to get home and drive safely. But the average, we've all talked about how the games are faster. Here's the stat. This year through six games, the average game is 45 minutes shorter. Exactly. 45 minutes. That is big time. That's real. I I must admit, I'm a little surprised by this, because I thought the whole idea was to give somebody a little more time after having that last beer before leaving the stadium. Yeah, me too. To get in their car and go home. So now the game is faster, so presumably that eighth and ninth inning will also be be faster. faster, Mm -hmm. Right? So that you're just reducing the amount of time after that last beer. Let's tell the truth. Yeah, I think what it's really about, yeah, is the concession revenue. Yep. But here's the other thing is they're going to be working shorter hours, so... Could still sell concessions. Yeah, I, the math would still work out. But I agree, it's it's not exactly sound, sounding for public safety. But uh, but they say they'll monitor it. They'll make sure that we're doing okay. Well, but, they uh, tested it against the Mets with no yep. issue in the final two games of the Mets yeah. series, and so. it's in effect now. It so is. it is. It is a thing. One of many adjustments as we get used to the new rules in the hustle. Uh huh. What's third in the three at three? Today is also something. Near and dear to my heart, National Public Television Day. Yes, public TV lady, it sure is. <laughs> I love uh, National Public TV. A it, lot of great shows on there through the years. You're more intimate with it than the rest of us. Does one stand out to you when you think about National Public TV? Well, I've, for the past 10 seasons, I have been the proud host of the Emmy Award winning show, The Arts Page. If you hear this music, The Arts Page starts right now. There you go. You brought your Emmy in. Look at that shiny girl. And the reason I did is because now we have video at WTMJ. Yes. 
com and on our WTMJ YouTube channel. So it's kind of show and tell, but I, I really her. am proud of it. Um, we told a story about stitching history from the Holocaust with the Jewish Museum Milwaukee uh-huh. and the Milwaukee Repertory Theater and just told a very powerful story in that situation, but 200-plus uh, episodes strong and uh, a new episode just aired last night. Um, but I think that public television, uh, as they say in Chicago, it's a window to the world, WTTW, but it can help you discover and rediscover things that you knew and that loved about our city, and also it can be very entertaining and very informative. I love it because it's educational, but also has had a lot of popular success. Downton Abbey. I love, love, yes. love Downton Abbey. That was a PBS you show, You and me right? both. You oh. know it. Top Greg, the, what's a charts. PBS memory of yours? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to not think about Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers, oh. right, growing up. Like, that was that was must-see TV as a <laughs> four-, five-, six-, seven-year-old. Definitely. Um, I, it really grew to a, oh, hello, neighbor. Yes. Uh, oh, that's so nice. But I, I've really grown to appreciate, too, some of the Milwaukee history stuff that's hosted by John Gerda. I think it's fascinating, the history of it, Milwaukee. It's such good stuff. It the really quality is. there from the show you host, Sandy, to the national stuff is just really a gem in our community. I agree. And so on April 27th, or April 7th, 1927, was the first long-distance public television broadcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it'll be 100 years in a couple of years. Exciting. Wow. Uh, Milwaukee PBS is celebrating its 65th year this year. That's amazing. So today is National Public Television Day. Uh, get off Netflix for a few minutes and check out what's on <laughs> National Public TV because there's some really good stuff. It is 316 at WTMJ. Tennessee lawmakers have been expelled. I know you've probably seen the headline, but do you know what that really means? What's behind that? Is there a takeaway for other states? We will dive into that story straight ahead on WTMJ. Very interesting story out of Tennessee, where Tennessee legislators, two of them have been expelled over a gun violence protest. Lindsay Watts, ABC News, is with us from Washington. What a day yesterday, Lindsay. Good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon to you, and what a long day and night it was yesterday during these expulsion hearings. Ultimately, Democratic Representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were kicked out of office, and a a third member facing expulsion, Gloria Johnson, she kept her job by just one vote, and today we have just seen intense backlash all across the nation. Can you give us the background for people who aren't familiar What led to the expulsion? What was the act that was in question here? So following that horrific mass shooting last Monday at a Nashville Christian school, took the lives of three nine-year-old students, three staff members, there were protests in Nashville, thousands of people calling for tougher gun laws in Tennessee. And last Thursday, those three lawmakers in in question joined protesters. They ended up walking onto the House floor onto the, into the chambers. They disrupted the proceedings that were going on. One had a megaphone. And Republicans said that violated the chamber's rules of decorum, that it was disorderly, disruptive conduct, and that it warranted the removal of those three lawmakers. The Republican House Speaker there even compared it to inciting an insurrection. Is this politics or is there something to this? Has this happened before? It is unprecedented. This is the first partisan expulsion in the state's modern history since the Civil War. The Tennessee State House has only a few times removed any members. Here's the thing. The lawmakers did acknowledge that they broke a rule. They did say that they violated the rules of decorum. The question is just, would that really merit throwing somebody out of office? And clearly, Republicans in this case had the votes 
to do it. But some are saying this was just such an overreach. What are the next steps to fill these two seats now? So this part is very interesting and I think very important in all of this. So there's going to be a special election to fill the seats. But in the short term, city and county officials will be choosing a replacement. In Nashville, the council is going to be meeting on Monday to choose a replacement for Justin Jones. And a lot of these council members say they're going to choose Jones to take his own seat back. So we could actually see Jones and Pearson going back to their positions very, very soon. And all of this has really given them such a platform. Everybody knows their name. People all across the country are talking about this. I was just seeing that Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, started fundraising for these two last night. And he tweeted about an hour ago that he's now raised close to half a million dollars for their reelection. So to clarify, they were expelled, but it's not a lifetime ban. They can now run again? Exactly. They can run again uh, when the special election happens, and then even sooner than that, be temporarily reinstated into their seats. And so they'll be right back there in the Tennessee House, where they got kicked out of yesterday, working alongside of the very people that removed them from office. So, Lindsay, there were three and two of them were expelled. What was the difference with the third? They all appear to have done the same thing. Right. Well, that has been a a real point of contention in all of this because Jones and Pearson are black, and the woman that kept her, her job, Gloria Johnson, is white. So there were some differences in the way the three lawmakers behaved. Johnson argued that she was not yelling. She wasn't pounding the podium. She didn't have the, the bullhorn. Uh, but she also said that she felt that she was spoken to and treated differently during the proceedings yesterday. And when asked why she was able to keep her job, she said it might have to do with the color of our skin. Wow, that is powerful. This just for the words political theater to be used so much in the past couple of years. What do the Republicans hope to accomplish with this expelling and now this awful tinge of racism? You have to wonder what impact this is going to have, because on the one hand, you could see maybe this will start happening more frequently across the country when the votes are there to just kick people out of office, that maybe that people will capitalize on that. But I think on the other hand, there's also the thought that this has really brought a lot of negative attention uh, to Tennessee. This has been a rallying point for Democrats. This has elevated these lawmakers. Did anyone know their names outside of Tennessee last week? And now everybody across the country is talking about this. They are getting fundraising and donations from people all across the country, potentially beyond America. And so did this really hurt them or did this just propel their political careers? I think you could argue that this may help them in the end. Good questions. Lindsay Watts, ABC News, with us from Washington. Have a good weekend, Lindsay. Yeah, you too. Great to talk to you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right, in some places, gas prices are approaching 370 a gallon. Other places in Milwaukee still under 350. But the point is, gas prices are rising. They are on the rise, and they've been rising quickly. They've been going up 20, 30 cents a night a couple times in the past week. So still under $4 a gallon. The question on the table is, what's your number?
at what point does it change your behavior? Do you start combining errands? Do you start taking public transportation? Do you think twice about where you go and how often you go there? Or maybe have a buddy he has to drive instead. What's your number? How many dollars per gallon does it need to get to before it starts to impact your behavior? For me, $10 a gallon before I even think about it. I have to drive to work. I'm not going to stop doing that. I have to go to the grocery store. I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm just not going to stop doing what I need to do where it is right now. $10 a gallon? Yeah. What Let's am I, I going to do? Get there. What am I going to do? Take the bus to work? There's no way I'm doing that. Combine, combine my trips to, what, Home Depot and the grocery store so that I can save 37 cents? I'm not going to do that. I'm just not. Me, me, for me, it's 10 bucks. I'm not exaggerating. What's your number? That's where you and I are different. It, it jumped at least 20 cents twice in my neighborhood uh, this past week. So I once it gets to about more than 309, I start gassing up at about half a tank. Why? Hoping that it will go lower. Because when you're filling up at 11 or 12 gallons a tank, it's a couple of bucks. But if it's projected to continue to rise... yeah. I, I, okay. When gas was much higher, I was consolidating those trips and so what's sometimes your number? carpooling. Oh, it's already starting. It's already changing my behavior because <laughs> I'm only filling up at half a tank and I am figuring out like, okay, I could stop at the grocery on my way back home tonight and not have to make a separate trip over the weekend because it's up to 369 in my neighborhood. What's your number? I, I don't even look. I, I don't, I don't even look. Right? I, I mean, it's I not either. like I'm, you know, we're just like overflowing with money here. I just, I need gas. I go get gas. Like, it's just kind of where it is. Uh, but I did notice after I filled up the other day downtown at one of the very few gas stations in downtown Milwaukee uh, that I hit over $60 in, like, in a sedan. Like, well, that seems excessive. Um, so you just, I don't know, you kind of ride with it. But we live in, a, in a, a driving community, though, too, John, where public transportation really isn't accessible uh, you know what i mean like it's not as prevalent for us that's true if i live downtown i think i may choose to do things a little differently yeah um especially kind of where we work and walk to a bunch of places all good uh but living out in the suburbs it, it's i don't know it's harder to change behavior out there yeah i mean what i, I and i don't mean this like a smart ass but what what, what am i going to do I, i'm not going to i'm just not going to stop going to the grocery store i'm not going to where time is really money in our world Say, well, you know, I better decide that uh, maybe I'm not going to go to Home Depot and get that light bulb that I need because gas is at a certain level. I'm just not not going to do it. I don't like it when the gas prices are high, but I'm just not going to um, change it. You just yeah, you just rolled into your into your budget. Yeah. So Sam says I have to drive and live my life. Unfortunately, have the means to pay for gas. I would say I wouldn't change my activities until it was over fifteen dollars a gallon. If it was that high, I'd probably start looking at what I could do differently. So $15 a gallon wow. is Sam's. I, I'm more aligned with Sam than uh, from the 414. I'm with John. I could save the difference elsewhere if needed. From Rick the 262, I'm retired and really don't have to go anywhere regularly, so I always cut back driving when it's over $4. I might consider extra leisure driving when it's under 250 Well, there's going to be no more leisure driving. <laughs> right. Still can get 323 at Sam's and Costco. And Rick in Norway on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620 is in uh, more in my neighborhood. Also, uh, for me to change my traveling habits, price of gas would need to exceed $5 per gallon. But right now, I don't fill up the tank all the way, like me, well, and cut back on traveling. People just need to cut back, is what he says. So the, the travel element is one component of changing your behavior, but it also could change the way you look at purchasing your next vehicle. 
Right, so I, I'm kind of with you, John. I, I like the idea of electric vehicles, and I still think there's a lot of holes right there in terms of how quickly you can charge, where charging stations are, your mileage, your range, how weather affects your battery. But I would consider more of a hybrid vehicle where you get 25 or 30 miles on a charge before it clicks to gas because that would allow me to get back and forth to right. work without having to dip into my gas reserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll continue this discussion because gas prices aren't going anywhere, unfortunately, with what's happening in the Middle East with the cut in production. So we will continue that. Up next, though, we're going to change gears. Very interesting. Do we live in a pet-obsessed society? Do you have a tattoo of your pet? Does your pet have a designated social media account like on Instagram or, or Twitter? Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. That is the conversation. Up next on WTMJ. Some say we live in a pet-obsessed society. I want to share some stats with you and then ask you to weigh in. The Old National Bank talking text lines 855-616-1620. A study of pet owners found that 16%, one six, 16% have a pet-themed tattoo on their body. 16%. Another 25% say they're planning to get one. So that's over 40% say they either have a tattoo pet or they're planning to get one. Over 40%. A couple of other statistics for you. 44%, 4-4, say they own something with an actual picture of their specific pet printed on it. 44% have something with their pet printed on it. Usually it's clothing, that's the most popular thing, but also stuffed animals, keychains, phone cases. Those are on the list. So 44 have something with a picture of their pet on it. And this one really jumped out at me. 36% of people in the study who own pets have a dedicated social media account for their pet. So more than a third of people who own a pet have a dedicated Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for their pet and their pet alone. Are you in this camp? 855-616-1620. Talk to us. 855-616-1620. Do you have a tattoo of your pet or a social media account for your pet? We'd love to talk to you. The Old National Bank talking text lines. (laughs) 855-616-1620. I'd love to understand this. Well, I think after the success of Grumpy Cat, I think anyone is willing to... At least try it. I thought it was Smelly Cat. Does. That's smelly from cat? Friends. Oh. It was Grumpy Cat Different. who uh, <laughs> had the frowny face and made millions of dollars oh, and yes. toured the country. So I think that's a good trigger, a good uh, inspiration for a social media account. I will say that I was curious about our teammates here at Good Karma Brands, and I found someone with a tattoo of their pet. Is this someone we know? It is. <laughs> It's well, someone what, what, we know and what's like. What's the tattoo? What is the? It is. What does it look like? Very sweet. She and her sister got the same tattoo uh-huh. of their family dog, Sierra, a golden retriever. And when Sierra passed away, she and her sister thought this would be really good. So I asked her, "Well, where is the tattoo?" So she sent me a photo of it. It's on her ankle, and it's really nice. It's an outline of a dog looking up at a snowflake because Sierra loved to play in the snow. Oh, that's nice. So see, like, is, when you say, like, oh, my God, who has a tattoo of their pet? Yeah, like, that's very may, nice. You might be thinking, you know, who wants a bulldog on their back, you know, <laughs> full size. But it can be tastefully, nicely <laughs> done. <laughs> Deb, do you have a tattoo? You have tattoos. Do you have a tattoo of I a pet? I have tattoos, but I do not have a tattoo. Uh, I was thinking about possibly getting paw prints or a nose print, but I haven't, I haven't pulled a trigger on that. Not yet. What else did our teammates weigh in with? Do any of them have social media accounts? Yes. Or they... 
They do? Yes, they do. Are these people we also know? Uh, they are. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> uh, one of our teammates, oh, has, yeah. uh, has an Instagram called Our Crew, spelled uniquely. Three dogs, three cats, and one pig. Wow. So, yes, Instagram, O-U-R underscore K-R-U, and you can see Taylor's dogs, cats, and pig. Uh, Samantha has one for Higgins. Higgins, the old sheepdog, the old English sheepdog. <laughs> And they're adorable. They put a smile on your face. So that it's kind of comical. So friends of mine, really good friends, uh, got a dog a, a while back, and uh, maybe three, four months ago. They don't have kids, so it, it, they created an Instagram account for their dog, and it speaks via Instagram in the well third dog, third person, <laughs> third dog. Speech? I That's guess funny. yeah, dog yeah. speak, right? So it's like yeah, yeah, here yeah. I am, we're over here. Don't know where mom and dad went. Huh. So I mean, it's kind of comical yeah. that they like the owners are never in the pictures. It's, it's all the dog. It's the dog, right? Who is presumably having somebody take the pictures for him? So I have beautiful dogs. I have two corgis, and there are lots of dedicated corgi accounts, and I follow some of them on Twitter because they're cute and they're funny and they're goofy. It's just never really occurred to me to take the time to do that because it's a time commitment to do that. I can hardly keep up with my own Twitter and Facebook. They have one for Bella and Baxter. I, I don't know. Here, but it would be a good creative outlet. It could be. Uh, should we work on a phone call? Sure. Let's go to Michelle in Waukesha. Michelle, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hi there. Hello. Um, a couple years ago, I took kid-friendly ink pad and got paw prints of, well, I lost the dog in the divorce, but either way, <laughs> I ink printed his paw prints and have them on my ankle. Oh, so are they the actual size? So they're like real size of the dog prints or little mini ones? Nope, they're his actual paw prints. He's a Sheltie, so he, he he's not a super huge dog. I don't know if I would have had a St. Bernard, I would have done that. <laughs> that must have been a hell of a divorce if you lost the dog. I'm sorry. Uh, well, eh, you know... It, it went quick. It was only a five-month uh, process, but he got the house, and the dog went with the house because it's the dog's house, and we just paid for it. So little paw prints on your ankle. Thank you for taking the time to call. We sure do appreciate it, Michelle. 855 That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Does your dog have a dedicated social media account, or does your dog uh, represent itself as a tattoo on you? 855 I don't have any tattoos. Um, yes. So. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to say. That's uh, a different topic for a different day. What would your next tattoo or first tattoo be? That's funny. Uh, one of our teammates, Deborah, also has an Instagram account called Walter and Winter. Winter spelled W-Y-N-T-E-R. This is adorable. They are puppies. And they just started it uh, like a month ago. If you want to see puppies oh. sleeping and puppies frolicking, I like Walter that. and Winter. Yes, that is that is good stuff. Nicole has Pino the pupper. As well as an Instagram, <laughs> Pinot like the wine. Uh, from the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Call us with your uh, tales about a tattoo or a social media. But I see from the 404, Moose is a tattoo. Looks like on an arm, but Moose playing in the snow, which was what we had tattoos of earlier with Kirsten. Oh, that is very, very cute. <laughs> All right, so continue to hit us up. Especially send us a link. If you've got an account for yours, then send us a link because we would just like to... Check it out. So make sure you send that to us. 855-616-1620. Business headlines are up next on WTMJ.